You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. You're all good. So you ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. You good today? I'm doing good. How hey, you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And and um, as usual, I'm going to continue to say this until somebody tells me that I can't. We, um, <laughs> we have a great guest. Right? Yes, as always. And today is no different. Who do we have today? Today we have Keandra Jackson. She is America's number one relationship therapist. So we're going to Pick her brain a little bit about healthy relationships and mental health and all that kind of great stuff. Wow. Good stuff, man. Thank you so much, Keandra, for uh, joining us. We are very grateful for you sharing your time with us. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for allowing me to grace your platform. Oh, man. The pleasure it's is our all pleasure. Yeah, It's all ours. It's, it's our all pleasure. ours. So jumping right into it, I ask every guest this. Who is Keandra Jackson? Well, I don't ask every guest who is Keandra Jackson. You're right. But <laughs> Why are you talking about me to other guests? <laughs> no. So who, who is Keandra Jackson? Tell us a little bit about me. So Keandra Jackson is known as America's number one relationship therapist, but she is also a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of California. She has been seen on the Emmy award-winning show on CBS. The doctors have been featured in the New York Times, Vice, Bustle, you name it. Man, I told y'all God has been very gracious to me in this season. Um, She is a three-time author and she is also an international speaker. So she has a lot on her plate, but happy to, happy to do it all. Man, that's good stuff. So talk, talk about how, how, what was the path to this point? What was this always an interest of yours to, to be in this space or what, what led you down that path? Listen, Oliver, I didn't want none of this. (laughs) 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 Oh, to be honest with you, I actually wanted to be a dermatologist growing up because I had a lot of issues with my skin. I had eczema really bad. And so I was just like, Oh my gosh, I want to, you know, help people who have these same issues, but clearly God had a different path and a plan for me. And so um, what really happened was basically I started to look over my whole life. My parents were, um, got divorced when I was about 10. Okay. And um, that wasn't a good situation. It was domestic violence. It was just a lot of stuff that was just popping off of my household. Um, My sister had a baby when she was 15. I mean, a lot was just happening at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of like seeing all the stuff in my personal life, I seen that it was imperative and crucial that we learn how to have healthy relationships. So I kind of just took a path of like, you know what, I'm just going to go to school. I didn't even go to no super dope, you know, Ivy League school. I went to a community college first. Listen, (laughs) did two years there, transferred to university. I mean, my story is not always cute, but 
I knew that I needed to be in this lane because there was no healthy relationships growing up in my life. Like literally to date, nobody in my entire family is currently married. Everybody's married, divorced, married, divorced. And it's not supposed to be that way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I have gone and just went on a personal mission, a professional mission to help as many couples as possible. Wow. So you you have. Yeah. So your point of reference kind of drove you in that. In that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I'm from Compton, so I've seen a lot of <laughs> not so good stuff pop off. And right. it was imperative for me to kind of just figure out my own path. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, it's a, it's a unique one because I'm single. Okay. Mm, okay. I'm married. Wow. Okay. So, um, since you brought that up, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's 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 stay there for a second. Are you are you experiencing any challenges based on that? In in your in your field, being a therapist or being being a, being a marriage therapist, yeah, um, not anymore. So okay. in the beginning, I did because people were just like, "Well, you can't help me, you know, you ain't never been married," and I'm I'm fairly young, so it was age, and it was because I wasn't married. But at this point in the game, once people see my track record, once people see my accolades, once people see my success rate. They don't have them kind of questions anymore, and they just like help me. <laughs> right. That's great. So for the people who are wondering or who care, listen, I just tell them, look, you're not for me. Then there's tons of other therapists out there who are married, right. and if that's a better fit for you, then feel free to go and be with one of them. You know, so I don't take it personal, but that was a struggle that I had very early on in my career. But at this point, not so much. Okay, and I would, and I'm speculating here, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I would imagine that that would not necessarily be a big deal because the the tools are the same. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So if I hand you a tool kit and say, build this house, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can't use the tool. The tools are the same, I would think. Right. So I'm not sure why that argument kind of plays out. You know, because we hear, we do hear that, right? Yeah, we, we hear do. that. We yeah. and we often tell people, oh, you know, don't uh, you you hear this advice? Don't talk to your single friends about your marriage. You know that kind of thing. So, hey, whatever. You're number I think one. Based right? off of ideology and what we were taught, you know, quote unquote, growing mm-hmm. up. Um, because I tell people the same thing. I'm like, when you go to the doctor's office, are you prying into their personal information about have you ever had a heart attack or have you ever had a rash here? Have you ever had the same exact illness that I had? And most of the time, the doctor, you don't care. You just want to be fixed. That's so true. So the same thing applies to our field. You know, you just, if the person is qualified, no matter what their personal, you know, background is, allow them to help you because sometimes that might be the best person to help you. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's what I say. Man, that was a shut it down analogy. That yeah, was <laughs> case closed. Right. Can't say too much after that. Listen, so let's jump into because that's the space that you're in, and we're going to tap into you know just your thought process for a little bit. You want to ask a couple relationship based questions? Sure. So, in your opinion, what are the top three reasons that relationships fail? That's a great question because I always talk about the top three relationship killers. So this this goes right into alignment with what I, I normally talk about anyway. And those top three are money issues, okay, infidelity, or some type of issues with around sex, and poor communication. Those are the top three reasons, and that's backed up by stats. I didn't talk to I did my research. 
Mm-hmm. I done talked to all my divorce lawyer friends and I'm like, what's the get down? What's the reason why marriages are work are not working out, why people are breaking up? And those were the top three reasons. And so what I always say, once you know what the top three reasons are why people break up, then those are the top three areas where you need to stay on top of the most, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. stay on top of your money stuff. Make sure you communicate and effective. Make sure your sex game is on point. Like you have to make sure these areas are secure because mm-hmm. if not, it's going to be vulnerable. You're going to be open. And then something or somebody can creep in and tear that apart and put that wedge in between there. So that's what I was saying. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And you said one of them was communication, right? So yeah. as it relates to communication, often we hear what I call conceptual knowledge. Like you go to a, uh, a seminar and everybody's heard communication is the key to relationships and that kind of thing. Kind of un- unpack that a little bit in terms of something that maybe someone that's listening can do pra- a practical thing that somebody's listening can do as it relates mm-hmm. to being able to communicate better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, communication is a vast topic. I mean, there's so many layers. There's nonverbal communication. I mean, there's so much stuff that we can talk about. But one of the biggest things within communication that I found that people do not tap into is learning how to actively listen to their partner. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again, learning how to actively listen. And so listening is not just, I'm just sitting here and just, you know, seeing what you're saying, but it's truly like making sure that you are taking in the information, that you're processing it and you're dishing it back out to the other person to make sure that there's comprehension, yeah. right? So if you're talking to me and you're saying something to me, I want to, I would literally want to say, so what you're saying is X, Y, and Z, just mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm getting clarity because the person could say, nah, that's not it. That's not what I'm trying to say. Right. Or it's like, yeah, you on point. And now we have a better understanding. So if we don't actively listen, if we do not put ourselves in a position where we're taking in all of what the person is saying, that's where issues occur. That's where big issues occur. Mm, okay. And as I would, I would think that that kind of goes along with, you're saying active listening. So that kind of goes along with how you respond to it. There's a term you use, lawyer listening. Right? Yeah. So where you just kind of just, listening just for a rebuttal waiting so you're not really rebut- taking yeah. in the information you right. kind of picked up on one piece of information and you're waiting and you're to just give you a chance yeah to rebut that one little piece of what you said out of the million things that you said mm. okay yeah and it's also not validated oftentimes right so people will say something and then they'll be like but blah 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 right. and it's like, well, did you really hear what i just said because that yeah. but, it almost negates everything yeah it feels like what you're saying is more important than what I have to say. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's good one. True. That's a good one. I, um, that, that's a, that's a topic that a lot of times we don't really kind of get the meat out of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Often we go to, we go to places and we hear communication talked about as kind of glossed over. Right. And you don't hear right. some of those, some of the deeper uh, intricacies as it relates to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So another one you said was money. Yeah. Man, that's a big (laughs) (laughs) money is a huge one. And I honestly, what I have found working with the couples that I work with, it all starts from their upbringing and their childhood a lot of the times. Like how you viewed money growing up. Like I told you, I was from Compton. There was times growing up in my household where money was funny. When my dad left the home, he was the primary breadwinner of our home. So the, the finances changed, the dynamics of what we ate changed. I mean, how I viewed money was very different than how I view money now. 
down, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was pity pension a lot of times. And it was, no, we can't get McDonald's. And it was extra, right? Mm-hmm. So I learned to kind of like hoard money growing up. And my dad mm-hmm. used to make fun of me because he would be like, man, you got this piggy bank full of money. Like, why aren't you spending it? But it was because of him not knowing that I didn't know when was the next time we were going to get a good meal or when the next time we were going to be able to splurge. So I wanted to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So thinking about how you um, were raised in regards Mm -hmm. to money is really imperative because when you bring that into your relationship, into adulthood, like your spending habits, um, savings, listen, so many different layers are attached to that. And you have to have those conversations with your partner because those are very different oftentimes. I haven't met too many people who have the exact same um, perception about money ever. Yeah, it might be similar, but it's not the exact same. And we have to break it down and unpack it and say, well, where did you learn that from? And why? Mm-hmm. Why do you spend too much? And why don't you save? And, you know, well, what are you going to do when you want to buy a house? And you need to stop buying red bottoms and Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So money can be a big, big one if it's not handled. And a lot of times... That's one thing that couples, like if they're going to premarital counseling, or even if they're not, when they're preparing to get married, that's one of the things that they don't talk about in depth. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you know, he got a job, I got a job, we're going to be all right. We're going to combine our money, we're going to be all right. But they don't yeah. go into depth of the past and how they grew up and, you know, how, what do you think about money? How do you feel about money? What are your concerns about it? You know, finances is just not something that's really talked about. Yeah. A lot or discussed before marriage. And truth be told, even like if we even brought it to more relevant of today, like thinking about, are we going to have one bank account? Are we going to have two separate ones? Yeah. Um, Are we putting into one savings? Like how are we managing? Who's paying the bills at the house? Is it the man's job? Are we splitting everything 50-50? There's so many conversations that need to be had that if you just think that you're going to walk into marriage or into a relationship without touching any of this, You are sadly mistaken because it's going to come up over and over again. And when it's not addressed, it's going to become an issue. Yeah. Wow. It happens and then it just gets blown out of proportion. Mm -hmm. Man, that's good. You you mentioned something when you were talking about money that um, stuck out for me. You you talked about your experience growing up Mm -hmm. and how that shaped your view of money. And I would imagine that, um, I guess it's called family of origin type issues. Yep. Probably. You sure you're not a therapist because you have <laughs> all the origin, all these words, constructional hey. concepts. I'm like, Listen, okay. I'm, I'm, I follow a lot of Keonta Jackson videos. <laughs> <laughs> but I would imagine that that is, um, that's probably a, a, a the bed of a lot of things. Yeah. Whatever the issues are, you can kind of trace back to your point of reference based on, you know, how you grew up and, and that kind of thing. You yeah. see a lot of that. Playing that that is big time. Um, That has been probably one, especially for the newbies that are, you know, engaged or getting married, like unpacking their family of origin and what they seen or did not see growing up. Mm -hmm. And people always think like, oh, you know, just because um, my parents were together, then they people assume that that's a healthy relationship. But I've had people whose parents are together and it was the most unhealthiest situation that I have ever heard of. Yeah. Wow. They didn't know how to communicate effectively. There was no physical affection. There was no, you know, so many different things. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if your parents were together or not. Mm-hmm. 
it depends on what you saw, you know, and if it was healthy or if it was unhealthy patterns. And regardless of what you saw growing up, it doesn't mean that that has to be your story. I know people who have jacked up past. My past is jacked up (laughs) and horrible. But it's all about how you rewrite your story and say, you know what, I'm not going to continue the same generational issues, you know, with my own children. I don't want to do that. I'm going to change and do better. And so it's all about your inner desire and what you want for your your relationship or and or your marriage. Yeah, man, I, I can't really I can't really gloss over what you just said because um, you just dropped a jewel when you said that you you talked about your past and, and rewriting your story. Yeah. Yeah. That's major. Yeah. Right. That, that in itself could be a trade secret. You do not have to be you don't have to live out what you came out of. Past doesn't define. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Man, yeah. you don't have to live out what you came out of. That's that's a sermon. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Man, that's good stuff. So though, for those of you who are listening, it, you know, it can change. It can be better. You can rewrite your story. Yeah. It's never too late. It's never too late. Good stuff. Good that's stuff. That's awesome. So in your bio, you said that um, you are an expert on healthy relationships. So we kind of got into that, the importance of that. Talk a little bit about the mental health side of what you see in your clients and, and the issues that are surrounding that that you see? Yeah. So in addition to working with a lot of couples, I, I work with a lot of individuals as well who experience like depression and anxiety and all of those things. And so within the Black community, I have made that one of or a part of my other personal mission <laughs> to really break down a lot of the stigmas that's within our community in regards to that. And so People forget that if you experience any type of mental illness or, you know, if you experience depression, anxiety, whatever it is that you're experiencing as an individual, oftentimes that can trickle into your relationship or actually actually that will trickle into your relationship. So it's it's about getting a handle on your personal stuff so it won't affect what's going on in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I know that mental illness or mental health issues can be a little tricky because not everybody understands it. They think, oh, you crazy or just pray and you'll be fine. Sometimes it's way deeper than that. Sometimes it's Absolutely. chemical, it's biological. Yep. Some people need medication. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot that goes to it. So we have to be gracious, not only to ourselves, but to other people who are, who are experiencing the same exact issues yeah. um, in our society. Man, thank you for saying what you just said. Like it because sometimes often, just pray about it is yeah. not, not enough. And and we get you know people who are are part of the faith based community sometimes will look at you crazy when you say that right. praying is not what praying is not enough. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta pray and work. You gotta right? supplement. You gotta do some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I always say you can pray and see a therapist. You can pray and see a therapist at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like God has gifted clinicians like us, you know, who have the capacity to walk through or help people walk through the most difficult times of their lives, you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm here for it. Right. <laughs> I am here for it. And why would you not take advantage of that? We say often that um if if my pipe is leaking water, right? I can go up there and try to fix it. I might have some skills to be able to kind of do some things. But once I've exhausted my skills and water is still rushing onto the floor, mm-hmm. I, you know, I could pray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I should probably, in addition to that, <laughs> I should call a plumber. Right. Probably, right. Right. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. So that's, and that's where you come in. You help, you help guide us and kind of help us unpack some things and, and get us to where, where we need to be. I want to ask you something about husband and wife roles, right? Let's do it. Because we are in a, a we're kind of in a different space now, a different time where the traditional, if you want to call it that roles are not so much. Do you see um, issues? And I know you can't, specifically talk about stuff that you see with clients, but just generalizing, do you see any role related issues? Hmm. Like people who just think that they should fit into a certain space and think, or think their spouse should fit into a certain space and they're unhappy that they're not in that space. Hmm. To be honest with you, cause I'm a millennial. So <laughs> we are a different breed of individuals out here. These days. We break it all kind of norms. And I have seen that to be the case. And, and it's more so with millennials, the millennial, the more younger couples that come to me who are preparing for marriage or who are just in a relationship and may have some issues like how they were raised, how my mom and daddy was raised. And what I saw in my household may not necessarily be, how my household is going to be ran or right. my children's household, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like, and I, know, I was just thinking like my grandmother who rest in peace uh, passed away earlier this year, like she never worked a day in her life outside of the home. Mm-hmm. And they were married for 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. So my grandpa was the breadwinner. Yeah. And listen, that, and she don't know how to, she didn't know how to drive, none of that. <laughs> that yeah. is not the case today, like yeah. at all whatsoever. Like both, and especially because I live in California, both people need to work in order to sustain a household out here because yeah. you will struggle. You will yeah. be on the struggle bus. So understanding what your role, quote unquote, role is, but back to communication, having those conversations early yeah. about what you're expecting of me as a wife or as a girlfriend or whatever, or as a fiance, like, do you expect me to cook five days a week? Because I got a full-time job and I don't know if I'm going to be able to, uh, if I'm going right. to be able to do that. We might have to, you know, order takeout. Yeah. Right. So these are conversations that you need to have. Who's going, who's going to take out the trash? Mm-hmm. Who's going to pay the bills? Mm-hmm. Who's who, who going to take care of the kids? Is it 50-50? Right. right. What, what are we doing? Like understanding that this is, an ongoing, ongoing conversation that needs to have, be had because people change. Right. Yep. And that's, that's very, um, that's very important. What you just said, two words I pulled out of that conversation, right? You have to have a conversation. We say that all the time. Right. And you said an ongoing, ongoing conversation, conversation. Yeah. which is something that we may have that initial conversation, but then five years down the road, we're mad at each other. Because things have changed. We've evolved. We've done some different, some things differently, mm-hmm. but we didn't yeah. have that ongoing conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's important. Having that conversation. And the other word that came out of that was expectations. Mm-hmm. Something that we don't often talk about. Yeah. But we all have them. Yeah. Right. And, and because we all have them, often what happens is I expect something from you, but I haven't told you that. Right. Ongoing conversation. Right. Yeah. And because I haven't told you that, when you don't do it, now I'm upset with you. Right. And you're wondering why I'm acting crazy. And then I retaliate to your actions. Right. Uh-huh. And then we got to call Keandra. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so good. But expectations, that's very true. And people forget that relationships and marriages go through seasons. Who you met your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whoever, they may change within a year or two. Right. Are you along for the ride? Yeah. What they wanted in the beginning. They may want to, you know, they may, is it kids? Is it kids on this podcast or is this adult talk? It's adult talk. It's adult talk. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) They may not have wanted oral sex in the beginning. And now two years into the marriage, they're like, hey, I want to spice it up. Let's do something. Let's do something freaky. You Listen, know, and yeah. now they want that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why it has to be ongoing. Mm-hmm. Check-ins are mandatory. Hey, babe, how are we doing in this area? Yeah. Like, use your anniversary date as a a time to gauge and have those conversations of, like, how are we doing in this? Give me a grade. Mm. Right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And I like the idea. Area, how am I doing? Yeah. yeah. I like that. And do it on your anniversary. Yeah, that's good. I hope you folks out there listening, man. You're getting some, uh, you're getting some. They're getting free stuff. They get yeah. free. Yeah. Right. Man, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. That's good stuff. Um, let me, I want to go back to mental health just for, just for a second. <laughs> yeah. There are some issues often that we don't, we may not look at as mental health issues, mm-hmm. right? There, and especially in, in our community, right? In the black community, there are things probably that we've dealt with our whole life mm-hmm. and we were told to suck it up mm-hmm. and we just, you know, just felt like it was something um, that was normal. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that there is some issue. How do you, for lack of a better way to say it, how do you pull out that realization? How do you get somebody to realize that, hey, this is not, I hate to use the word normal because that's a terrible word to use, but for lack of you know, I'm not mm-hmm. a therapist like you are. So <laughs> how do you get somebody to realize that, hey, this this is something that we need to work on. It's not something that you have to live. It doesn't with. have to be this way. Right. Mm-hmm. I always try to give them the space of what to state what they desire to be. Mm, okay. okay. So when I look at what they desire to be or who they desire to be and their reality is not matching, their current reality is not matching up to that. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of a light bulb kind of goes on a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay, you say you want to be, you know, X, Y, and Z, but you're you're experiencing a lot of sadness and you're crying a lot and all of this stuff that may happen. Okay, what needs to change? In, but you don't think you have a problem. You you don't think you're depressed, right? So hmm, let's break it down a little bit and see if if this is who you desire to be and this is where your current state is. Then maybe there's something we're missing in the middle. Have you ever thought about? this being depression. Mm, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Because, and the reason why I asked that is because I know I can speak for myself and you're talking about how you were raised. I can speak about how I was raised as well. I have uh, West Indian parents Mm -hmm. and typically Mm -hmm. that is not a conversation. Yeah. Not at all. Anxiety, those kinds of things. That's just not part of a conversation. It's just about you applying yourself. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Or or doing some things differently so that you know, get the result that you want. Mm -hmm. And um, having to kind of pull that out of myself Mm -hmm. as an adult, you know, that's what made me ask that question. I just wonder how someone would go about doing that, but that's good. Being able to compare what it is you feel your ideal is uh, based on where you are at the current state and time. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, Man, that's good stuff. Let me, I'm going to turn a quick corner. Well, we're going to stay the same way, but you know, as it, as it's called Trade Secrets. Show's called Trade Secrets. Uh-huh. You've already done this. 
but I'm going to ask you if you were to give uh, one piece of advice, trade secret, if you will, to husbands, what would it be? And one to wives, what would it be? Let's start with the wives. Can we okay. do that? Yeah. Because sure. I, I got to get on there sometimes. Because <laughs> we're not always right and we be the main ones oftentimes. Yes. I'm going to just keep it blunt and say, I would tell the wives to shut your mouth. Whoa. Mm. Wow. Okay. We, oftentimes we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about active listening, but oftentimes we chit chatting all the time. And men, I feel like they're very cut and dry. They don't need the extras all the time. Mm-hmm. What they say is what they mean. It ain't no, you know, gotta think about it. And there's a metaphor. Nah, yes. man, it's straight cut and dry. Right. I want chicken tonight for dinner. It ain't no, oh, well, maybe he wants fish. And maybe, no, 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 no. It's very clear. So mm-hmm. shut your mouth and learn to listen to what he's saying and respond off of that. Mm-hmm. Not of what you thought he meant. Mm. Ooh, that's key. Yeah. Not a, not off of what you thought he meant. Yeah. Listen. Listen and don't speculate. Yeah. That's good. Okay. I can't repeat what she said because it sounded <laughs> bad to me. <laughs> right. Like, I can't tell you out there listening, ladies, shut your shut mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. You can't right. say that, Oliver. You'll be in trouble. You'll be in right. so much trouble. <laughs> but I would say it for the men, for all the men across the world that listen, I just... Gave y'all <laughs> exactly what was needed to be said. I did Boy, it. Did you help out? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. So what about for the men? Mm, so for the men, I would honestly say be more in tune with your wife. Mm. So and when I say more in tune, I basically mean think about or be more observant of the things she's not saying. Because okay. mm. we didn't get into nonverbal communication. Yeah. Right. We're real good on the nonverbals, right? Yes. <laughs> them eyes get to rolling, that facial <laughs> expression, them arms get crossed. Right. We, we speak very loudly with our, our body language. Yeah. So if she's saying one thing, but her body language is saying another, then I want you to tap into what that body language is saying. Mm. And inquire about that. Mm-hmm. Now, That's how you know you're in tune with your partner. Yeah. Okay. All the slightest thing. It's like you said you love me, but you smacked your lips and rolled your eyes afterwards. Like, what's right. that about? <laughs> okay. Okay. And that that answers my question actually, because I was going to ask: Is that something that I'm asking her, like verbally asking her about? Mm-hmm. Hey, I I heard you say this, but I saw this. So yeah, tell me Absolutely. what you're feeling. And they may not even be aware of it. So many things we do subconsciously and unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Like you have no clue in, yeah. and you calling your wife out on it may be something that could better your relationship. And yeah. she might be like, well, I didn't even know I did that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or she may get an attitude temporarily. I was going to say, or <laughs> she may, <laughs> that's the real. Brought it up, right. <laughs> and then give her a little time to marinate on it and then she'll come back probably. Come around. Thanks, babe. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey, okay. All right, that'll work. So, so ladies, you heard the advice. I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, and, and men, be in tune with your wife. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Man, I could ask you a million questions, but I'm not going to keep you all day. I'm going to send you a million invoices, too. Hey, I know, I know <laughs> right. that's right. I know that's right. Because time I'm is funny. Right? I know that's right. So let's, we're going to turn a corner. We're going to have a little fun with you real quick before we let you go. Um, okay. And I'll have wifey talk about that. Okay, so we're going to do what we call the 60-second think fast. 
It's nothing serious. It's just, I have 10 questions. Like, for example, I'm going to give you a choice of two things. For example, do you prefer black or white? And you have to give me one of those answers. We have 60 seconds for you to come up with an answer. Ollie's going to set the timer to put more pressure on us. All right. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's go. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. See the movie or read the book? Read the book. Summer or winter? Summer. (laughs) Morning person or night owl? Night owl for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Small town or big city? Big city. Car or truck? Car. Gym or outdoor exercise? Neither, but (laughs) outdoor exercise. (laughs) Tropical island or ski resort? Tropical island. Action movie or comedy? Comedy. Baseball or football? Neither of those because I don't do sports, but what was the question? Football or what? Baseball or football? I'll go football. Okay. Last one. Try a new dish or play it safe? Try a new dish. Oh, all right. With yeah. two seconds yeah. to spare. Awesome. Hey, look, woo, for the win. Yeah. <laughs> for the win. For the win. Man, we appreciate your time. But before we let you get out of here, we have to know how to get a hold of you. So um, just let us know how we can reach Keandra Jackson. Anything you got coming up that we need to be involved in or things that we need to purchase? How can we get a hold of you? Absolutely. So I'm accepting new couples into my Thriving Couples Network. Okay. And get this, y'all gonna love this. To get into the network is only one dollar. Oh yeah. wow. Dang. One buck. Wow. Okay. That means don't don't get your uh your Starbucks for one day and you'll you'll be in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I um I have so not only when you register, you'll get 25 plus training videos on the exact stuff that I do with my clients. Mm-hmm. You'll have monthly um, live trainings on hot topics like gender roles and expectations, sex, money, all of those things. You have access to our um, exclusive community and you'll get a whole bunch of free downloadables to accentuate all of the stuff that you'll be learning. So I am offering that for you guys just for y'all because y'all special. But <laughs> <laughs> if people wanted to stay in contact with me outside of that, they can find me on all things Keandra Jackson. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, you can visit my website, kwcouplestherapy.com. All right. Awesome. For those of you who maybe didn't write that down fast enough, it will be in the show notes so that you can get a hold of Keandra and get in that couples course and um, reach out to her. You got any speaking engagements coming up or any books we need to purchase or Yes. So I'm going to be on the local news out here in Los Angeles next week. So I know you guys are, you, y- y'all not on the West Coast, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all probably won't be able to tap into that. But when my <laughs> national stuff hits, I'm going to be reaching for y'all as well. So we have that. And I also have two of my books that you can purchase right now. The, um, the Art of Healthy Relationships, Seven Components Every Relationship Should Have to Thrive. And okay. also my book on mental health, staying sane in an insane world. Mm, very cool. good. So we'll we'll definitely make sure we have uh, some links to that as well for you guys who are listening, so that you can pick those books up and uh, support Keandra Jackson in her efforts. Man, we are so grateful mm-hmm. for you taking out a few moments to share with us. Yes, um, absolutely. I had a blast. Good stuff. We got to do this again. 
Let's Absolutely. do it. Let's definitely do it again. Yeah. And we just um, pray God's blessings on everything that you touch. Yeah. May you continue to grow. We, we're we're watching you. Yeah. And we're we're kind of you know we kind of living vicariously through you a little bit right now. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Watching you on the stage. <laughs> on ET and all of that. So <laughs> God bless everything that you're doing and, yeah. and um, continue to just pour into couples and, and, and help us get where we need to go. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I appreciate it. This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time, God bless.